Welcome back to another My Funny Friends. It is the season three finale because to be honest with you, this whole season has been a big old journey of uh, my co-host, Mr. Will Abels, recording that album and getting it out there. So it's time. It's about to be here. So what better way to close out season three than turning it over to the man himself and just letting him run wild. I know we're going to regret this later. We always do. We're going <laughs> to let this man I, run wild and talk about his album and everything it has to do with it and all that good stuff. So, Will, the floor is yours. Thank you, Drew. I, I genuinely thought you were going to say that this whole season has been a journey and I, of just Will derailing his life. <laughs> Well, that too. We're going to talk about. We've. I feel like we've talked about that a lot too. Let's talk about the payoff here. You know, the fun part of it. I mean, yeah, and we'll and we'll get to that because there's a very specific spot in the special that I've had to watch so many times now that I just go, <laughs> "Oh, you have no idea what's about to happen." <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Drew. Yes, everyone. The long-awaited, much lauded, highly anticipated Pride of Hagerstown is finally coming to you this Thursday, courtesy of 4x3 Productions. It'll be on YouTube. The premiere link is live. You can check it out right now, get notified, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about it with uh, one of the executive producers himself, uh, part of 4x3. Let's uh, introduce Garrett Collier, everybody. Hello, everybody. Uh, Garrett, yeah, I'm a producer of 4x3. Started talking to my friend Will months ago and we kind of uh yeah man got the ball rolling uh i've kind of been his main point of contact so it's been a lot of me and him talking back <laughs> just talking it out making this, thing, <laughs> making this thing happen and dude we were almost to the finish line so i'm really excited nice yeah, man. well too. uh um, well, so how just a little about you how'd you get started in the comedy uh business yeah. anyway Oh, yeah. So um, I was actually working on movies for a long time. And uh, I wasn't really, I wasn't really enjoying it. I was kind of not getting as much traction as I wanted. The jobs were kind of not that fun. The hours were not that fun. And I saw this company, I'm, in, I'm based out of Cincinnati. And okay. there was this love local Cincinnati. independent. Yeah, yeah, fun town. Um, but there was this independent production company kind of making some cool stuff there called four by three and it was like uh i'd just seen their stuff on instagram i'd followed like the guy that started the company and i'm like man they're doing some really cool stuff so shot him a dm was basically just like hey dude um you know if you ever need an extra set of hands i would love to be a part of what you guys are doing it looks super cool and um you know at the time he like responded to me and they didn't have anything any work for me at the time so I kind of just like kept doing my thing working on like commercials movies for a little bit um I was doing a lot of like crew stuff but then I was also like doing some shooting and editing stuff whatever I could to pay bills pretty much yeah and finally a couple months later um 
the guy that actually founded four by three chase crawford um he was the one that i sent the dm to he responded was like hey man we had somebody back out of a shoot um if you're free later this week we could use some help yeah. and that was kind of just like the catalyst yeah. for getting the job with them started working with them after that um they kept me around thankfully and then we started and at the time four by three was so four by three similarly started in like film and tv production and we kind of just noticed this deal where like a lot of comics wanted to shoot specials but they didn't necessarily have and we were all comedy fans like we are not comics we have never done stand up, but we right. just love the art, love going to shows and stuff. Which I would but say we is were a better going... version of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were going to these shows and like talking to these comics, and we kind of noticed that there was like a big gap for them where, you know, maybe they were ready to put some content out. Reels were getting really big at the time on Instagram and social and stuff. Right. But they didn't know like good production companies or good camera guys. Like there was kind of just a gap there, at least in Cincinnati. So we're like, well, you know, it's like it was kind of at the end of COVID. So like movies were still super restricted and there was a lot of like just like tough workarounds with um, like, you know, COVID rules and stuff. So we're like, well, let's try shooting some specials like that. You know, we have been doing TV film for a long time. Um, Maybe we can kind of like start doing this as well and see where it goes and it kind of just like took off i mean at this point it's been that was like right when i first joined i've been there i've been with four by three for like not a little less than two years now and i mean it's kind of just been gas on the fire like once we started shooting the comedy specials we were just seeing a lot of like success pretty much right off the bat um and then the comics were like super happy yeah so it kind of just made sense to just even like take a little gas off like the tv film stuff and kind of just keep rolling with uh the specials and with the comedy because it was working so well we were having so much fun doing it and it's like damn this is kind of this is the path became clear i guess is a good way to put it as far as like sort of a niche and a lane that we can carve out where comics need this service we're big fans of comedy it kind of just made perfect sense we have a lot of i think a lot of then this might have even been something me and you talked about will but it's like you know there's also i think a need for comics to get help on the marketing side of things like yeah 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 that's what we're talking about talent yeah 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 like we suck at that (laughs) yeah 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 um so it was just kind of cool to find this group that we were already like so much of a fan of and then kind of bring our skills to the table as well and be like okay you guys have these jerk like jokes that you may have been writing for like four or five years that you know it's great to do them in a room full of 50 people all the time but like we can make that audience even bigger like the internet is you know it's like unlimited pretty much youtube is over a billion users so it's like how can we get these jokes that you've been crafting and honing and working on and getting to a a really good point? Like, how do we get those in front of more people? And um, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. And that's such an important thing. Cause like when you start getting to like kind of where Drew and I are at the next, you get to a certain point where you're like, I can do this at this level 
but I can't go to that next level until I start getting some representation and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And in the last few years, the industry has changed so much into like, sure, we can see the talent, but we also need you to have a hundred thousand subscribers or, you know, or whatever, you know what it means? So Mm -hmm. it's like, how do you do that? Unless you just tick away day by day, posting on YouTube, doing it or putting some money towards it. So this is like a great way to quality content to do that. Cause that's the best part of your first album is someone always told me is, and this is all of the rules have completely changed because you know it's not nearly comedy is a whole nother ball game uh but everyone right. back in the day they said you do your first album to sell your second but now i feel like it's yeah. you do your first album to get such quality content to get your followers up yeah mm-hmm. and then you, you gotta chop it up and second. just put it out there you know yeah. like it's crazy so so yeah so that's that was an interesting like the road to where we're at right now Oh, also something very cool, and I'll shout him out. But you, you guys also shot Blake Wexler's special. Um, yeah, Blake is a former guest of my funny friends, and he also he and I I started comedy, and Blake was like the guy at Emerson College, so I've known Blake my entire career. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, so we were just the production yeah. team for that. I think eight hundred pounds, right? right. The one that um, is distributing that, but like we have a pretty good relationship with Anthony, the guy over one of the one of the partners over at 800 pounds so yeah he kind of like had seen what we were doing um and i think blake decided he's like from philly right or yeah he, he's from well he's from doylestown but he's no he's from okay. philly um yeah. and that dude <laughs> bleeds philly though come on now yeah dude we yeah. actually he works for philadelphia he works for the eagles yeah. now you know yeah. oh that's okay cool yeah um that. but he was so we well went we went to college in boston uh after if I remember correctly, I went to New York and I think he went straight to Los Angeles. I think he went straight to LA and was doing that thing for a bit. Cause he, he's been doing it for so long. He already like was opening for people when he came out of college. Nice. Um, and then I believe he met his wife and they came back to Philly and I think they just moved to New York. So he's, we've always kind of just missed each other around yeah. the coast essentially. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so what well, he shot it at go bananas in Cincy, which is right. You know, super fun club and yeah, it's like Mecca. everyone talks about go bananas in cincinnati it's just like one of the best clubs in the whole country dude it's cool because um you know cincinnati's like such a it's a mid-market city for sure it's not super big town but it's like um it's easy to kind of drive right through especially like if you're headed south or because it's you know it's like right it's yeah. like right on the ohio kentucky line so it kind of doesn't fit in either as far as like a southern city or like uh even like north it's very midwest is basically um but it has like a really strong comedy scene there's a ton of good comics here and i think a lot of people like on the road love coming through here because the audiences are so like that like the town loves comedy it's pretty cool and i think it's we're pretty fortunate as like a production company to have such a good um you know a good local club and then a bunch of good like comics passing through all the time and then even like some homegrown ones here so it's like it's been a lot of fun and even traveling as much as we have to shoot it kind of makes you appreciate like what you've got here you know yeah sure i can understand that for sure um and you go to certain scenes like i i was in uh knoxville doing don't tell on friday and knoxville's got a, a great scene but they don't have a club which is something i know that they're trying to build towards uh but even like i texted the producer was like hey like we're in town a little early is there an open mic beforehand he's like no and i was just like oh, <laughs> no, God. all right so maybe we don't have it that bad here yeah yeah 
Um, but yeah, so what, what I was kind of getting at was, uh, so I, when I first, my, when I did my first album, Regrets of My Father, that was like these, one of these things I can look back on and like, so it debuted at number one on iTunes. Awesome. And then I didn't know what to do after that. Cause I just was like, does someone just call me and say, Hey, here are the keys now, man. <laughs> Have fun driving. Call me. Yeah. You know? So I like, I, I didn't know how to shop it around. I didn't know what to do with it. And uh, ironically, I just found the, the video footage of it. Cause th- there was a whole, th- the whole thing was like a mess and I don't want to go down the whole story, but it like, long story short, we lost all the audio and had to release the album with footage uh, recorded on my iPhone at the time. Oh man, yeah. And so that was, but like the guy that edited it, he's won Emmys for audio editing. So like he he took a turd and made it into like uh, a little bit less of a turd. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but it, but yeah, but that was the thing. Was like it, I built myself a credit so I could like do you know I could start headlining a little bit more, but not anything serious, right? So yeah. I just didn't know what to do with it, and so I was trying to build towards my second album which was called the Friday Hagerstown and we had it lined up to film in Portland, Maine. And then we were doing two shows. I was going to like, I was like, I think this might be my first special. Like, this is what I think I'm going to do. And then it collapsed because of 2020 because of COVID. And so I did it on, uh, did it on zoom. And that was honestly the hardest performance I've ever given in my entire life. Like it was. <laughs> yeah. That's what you want to like, feel. That's the feeling you want from filming a special is that was the hardest performance i've ever had in my life and it it like it like broke me like i couldn't like how because it's like it's you know when you run a long set you feel the next day a little bit but the more you run it the more you like you get you just like your skin not your your soul hardens but you just get used to it right your your soul definitely hardens it's okay (laughs) those are the right those are the right terms yeah <laughs> but like yeah but we did it like we did two shows they each ran at like an hour and 15 minutes and it's like about the same amount of materials zoom. i just did you did two two zoom shows, shows back to back and hour and 15 each honestly fairly well attended for zoom and then uh like but but you would have to basically cue them to laugh because you know you would step over each other and that kind of thing so it'd have to be like my the thing was the thing that i would say is like the joke would end and I go, you know, which I never really do in my regular act, but I noticed when we were practicing it that I had to cue them. So when I would say, you know, that became their cue to laugh. The laugh, yeah. And so you're just sitting there like, someone get me a gun so I can put myself out <laughs> live on this camera. Oh, um, Dude, so yeah, I, that's so, interesting. Yeah, I, I yeah. Bet the dynamic is totally different without that uh, in-person element. Yeah. Well, I'm just yeah, feeding the off energy. Line, the feedback, like, totally. Yeah. And I feed off energy a lot. And so if I'm not getting it, I'm like, oh, no, well, I mean, it messes train. up my timing. You know, like I can yeah. this 40, this 45 minutes of material can be 45 minutes if we're all on board and y'all are laughing and I'm giving you time to laugh. Or this can be 30 minutes yeah. and we can all get out of here if you just want to stare at me and yeah. not laugh. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, ex- absolutely. Absolutely. So, Will, are you, um, since you went with the, the rename you went you're going to name this one pride of hagerstown as well um are you taking yeah. down the old one or how's that dynamic? um well it's it's kind of its own thing like it's its own it's i think it's already off spotify which because i think that was just part of that part of that part of that time where spotify Earth. just was like i don't know what this is we're taking it down yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Mm. um so i think i'll keep it on Bandcamp because some people have already like it already had it existed 
And also, it's not all the same material. Like, there's a couple of jokes that made it from that one to this one. Um, but I, it all kind of actually went back to a conversation. Well, there's a few there's a few reasons for the name change. Um, the first one was like, I remember a conversation with Anthony DeVito in Indianapolis, where I was like, first starting to talk about re-recording this thing. And originally, I was going to do all the jokes from that one, but I just wasn't connected to all the material because it was basically a breakup album. Um, mm, and so uh, I just was like, not really feeling that material. Now I could do it. <laughs> but um i just wasn't really feeling connected to a lot of that material it was like some of them were like stories from new york that i just like they kind of only work in new york you know mm. uh so that was like what kind of got my brain back towards like you know maybe i should be calling this the pride of hagerstown like just that conversation which was like two years ago personally um, i like the title change a lot thank you from thank the, you. The, what the original what were we originally going to call it well, it was alive and well, and yeah, where did and again? I, another, I've always wanted to ask you where did that come from? Is it because of the past was, year just being difficult? Like, yeah, that's where it's, that's where it sort of started, and then also I just thought aesthetically, it's like a w well. I guess yeah. I see what you're saying. So that's where that sort of came from, but I just never really was in love with it. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, like, it always I, like, sounded up, like you were a former Disney star. And this was your first like. And I just got out of rehab. I play a guitar. Yeah. yeah, I just got out of rehab. I broke up with my other Disney star <laughs> girlfriend, and I just yeah. took a me photo cover yeah. of me shirtless with my guitar, like, you know, like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Pride of Hagerstown is much more personal, and without giving too much, you kind of explained it in the special. So I think that like. I like whenever you can sort of pull something out like, you know, a good, uh, a good soundbite or title like that from the material within the special. So I think I like to, I like the switch. a lot. And I, and I agree with you. And also our good friend, Brandon Gerald was also like, yeah, me and Fallon were talking about it. And Fallon's another good friend of ours. Um, he's like our comedy. Who absorbs like our, a like lot our, of comedy. comedy so I, I trust yeah. her, uh, her opinions on things. But they both said, like, yeah, we just think about, like, it doesn't really make any sense to what you're talking about. It doesn't, you know, and all of a sudden I was like, yeah, okay. And like, then, it almost was an inside joke, is we knew what it meant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we yeah, got yeah. it and that's that what I Will's alive and well, but I was worried it was going to, like you said, translate. New fans might might miss it, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, a couple things then after happened. So, I heard, like, Brandon say that. I was thinking about Anthony's conversation. I was thinking about, like, how much I loved the title Regrets of My Father when I did that. Yeah. And I've always loved the Pride of Hagerstown line. So, I was like, I think this is the this is the special I've been trying to make for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then, honestly, just, like, in my personal life, did not feel well at all. You know? Like, <laughs> I just totaled my car. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? Sure. I mean, You're I just don't live, Living a lie. It, yeah, it felt like a curse. I felt like I cursed myself with like, you know, my finances were like all over the place. My girlfriend and I broke up, totaled my car, and I was just like mentally unwell. And I was like, I don't think I should be putting this special out with this name. So, and honestly, since I switched to Pride of Hagerstown and made a decision, everything's going uphill again. So I'm like, there you what go. the fuck just happened? I'm still, <laughs> and plus a little bonus is I'm still hoping to for the social media feud between you and uh, LA, Knight. LA Knight. I'm gonna keep pushing, man. He yeah. he saw one post, but he's we not need really to go the if rest, they're but... in town. If they're in town, we got to make some Pride of Hagerstown. Like 
Will Abels is the real pride of Hagerstown. Like, really drive this. Whoa, whoa, hey, so give me some context. Here. So there's a What's, pro wrestler for WWE. He started off. He was Eli Drake. Now his WWE name is L.A. Knight, and he's from Hagerstown, Maryland. So uh, not just the, from Hagerstown. He's from the graduating class in North Hagerstown High School. He and I went to the same high school. Oh wow! And if I, and if I remember correctly, I think his dad was one of the training coaches. Like the one, like because like the way we, the way I don't know, um, our gym works is like you would take like gym one, two, and three, and then you could like go into weightlifting if you wanted to. And I think he was like the weightlifting coach. If if I I might I might be making that up, but I'm pretty sure that's. It's that's I mean, it sounds right. Like, he I looks like one of those dudes whose dad was like a weightlifting coach for sure. Yeah, and he's not that much older than me, so I'm sure we know a ton of the That's same what I'm people. saying, man. I'm trying to get this going for you. It's, yeah, you know, beef I, is great for both parties involved. For, yeah, true. We, well, how know, we orchestrate this? Like, this right? needs to happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to, you know, once every couple of Whatever y'all come up with, just let me know. I'm on board. Try and poke the bear. We need to get you. We need to send you. We'll buy you a plane ticket down to Austin. Get you on Kill Tony. And then that's where you call him out. Just a big, like, you know, that, like WWE kind of energy to it, honestly. Purposely bomb just to spend two minutes roasting LA Knight. Like, what is all this context makes no sense. <laughs> I say at the very least, and this is this is me. I'm not I'm I'm being for real here. At the very least, to help promote the album, you gotta cut an old school wrestling promo. For oh, like Instagram. Yeah. Oh my God, we should That'd do that. Fun. I can we help you with that all day. I can be like old school, like uh, G, like Mean Gene Ogerland, and like interviewing you. We we got this. We got. Uh, yeah, we'll, we we'll come uh, up with I it. Think that's, I like and it. then that way we can get the first initial shot fired at LA Knight as you yeah. being the real pride of Hagerstown. Of Hagerstown, yeah. And then if it takes LA off, you see, uh, for uh, you now, <laughs> Wrestle Cade twenty twenty four. And as you know, I'm not really a wrestling guy, but like watching his clips, because now I'm like, he's like the only wrestler I follow on Instagram. He's the only wrestler I've ever followed my entire life now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's blowing up right now. All right. I got to see this guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's like literally becoming like one of the biggest wrestlers. He got called out. And I love him too, because I'm, I love petty stuff. And he got called out by an old wrestler for being a ripoff of The Rock and Stone Cold. So this old wrestler that called him out has this old promo where he says, uh, the ad, the, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. he says the adjective, but he means the verb. And so LA Knight's latest promo is like, when, when you look at the verb, cause if you're an idiot, you'd say adjective, but it's really verb. So he called him out on that, on like national television. So good. He's showing that he's showing that incredible North Hagerstown high school public system education. did work. <laughs> Yeah, we got uh, dude, that's hilarious yeah so okay funny story uh you guys know jillian michaels wrestling fans yes no he does yep. very very uh she's from my hometown so oh, okay you oh, know wow. i grew up uh, i grew up right uh in the same hometown as the hardy boys with their backyard nice wrestling. that's way uh, cooler yeah. so much look at, cooler. Yeah. look at our alma mater north, carolina, north carolina is just white Hardy. trash wrestling yeah, yeah. Hit each other with steel oh, chairs. When party boys were they were the shit back in yeah, the day, dude. dude. Yeah, I went to a party at their uh, big warehouse one time. It was real cool. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Were they the suck it guys, Drew? The what? Was that them? Were they the guys doing suck it? 
No, it's when DX. It was doing like the, the show Michaels yeah. and Triple H. Yeah, that got me in yeah. all kinds of trouble growing. <laughs> oh my god! If, if you weren't doing that, you didn't have friends. <laughs> yeah, man. they our school almost outlawed wrestling shirts. Period. Because it, wow. got, out of, it got out of hand there for a little bit. Yeah, so. was, uh, I think yeah. I was in middle school during that era, so it's kind of funny to think of like a thirteen-year-old running around yelling "suck it" like a prepubescent boy. Yeah. Just, oh, <laughs> it kind of makes perfect sense, though, really, yeah. if you think about it. You know, there's like I have yeah. no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so Garrett, the way you actually you guys got on my radar because I've been following you guys for a little while, and because of like I helped produce Drew's special last year, and then just like from what I learned doing the we Zoom learned album so much the other one, <laughs> oh it's trial and error. The whole career has been yeah. trial and error, you know. Hey, that's um, how it should be. Yeah, yeah, it, absolutely. You tell yourself it's but, more fun that way. Yeah, <laughs> it's more fun. Though. But I, yeah, but I remember like, so like when I was setting up to shoot this thing, because uh, originally I was going to do it in October, six months prior, and I just was not in the headspace to do it. And I would argue it wasn't the headspace in March either, but like, a case could be made. Case could be made. It's <laughs> the best time to do it. But uh, I already knew like what to do. Right. So I was like, well, I don't know if I need a production company for like this part of it. Right. And then I actually started chatting with Harrison Tweed uh, about, about you guys. Yeah. yeah. And I know Harrison just his he just had his um put it on tape come out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like his like 10 minutes ago, I there. think. Yeah. And Harrison, I've known Harrison for a long time. Like we've never been super close, but he's always been a good good dude to chat to. And I've always, mm-hmm. you know, always liked him. But yeah, he was the one that was like hype hyped me up. He was telling he me everything. Him. And then that's how I got in touch with you. And uh I met and then if you remember, I originally actually was approaching you to see if i could start producing with you guys yeah 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 because i truthfully i had somebody in my ear telling me that i needed to get out of stand-up and i was like well it's been like my whole life so how do i like do this still you know not really get out of stand-up but just being like start creating other options for yourself pivot yeah yeah Yeah, pivot pivot so then when you were like well we, we had that conversation and you you were just pretty honest about it but then we started chatting about the special and that's when i was like i don't know what i'd be doing if i didn't get you guys involved mm-hmm. you know like it's it's something i look back and i'm like this was a great moment because like i really would have been floundering with this thing well do you what well, do you think you know because with your headspace being where you're at do you feel like this was you know because i know you 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 mess around with the idea of not pushing forward the project good. to begin with you know so like well, i feel like these also- guys came around at the right time because like I remember talking to you yeah. one day and you're pretty down and out about it. And then the next thing you know, you're like, we're back, baby. <laughs> yeah, so. who, yeah, yeah. Well, do you remember who talked you into rolling <laughs> with it? Because he so I was I was on that trip with my ex-girlfriend and he was like, I don't think you want to reshoot this man. And I was like, you know what? He's seeing something that I don't see. And I know I'm hypercritical. Dude. And I think, and you know, it's in our, in our good friend, Evan Burke. Um, he's pretty much the only other person that's seen the special at this point besides us. And he nailed it on the head. And I think this is where my brain was going is I'm very like, it's, it's a, the specials. It's funny. Cause it, like when I watch me, I do feel like I'm watching a bit of a different comedian than what I normally do mm-hmm. because I'm just professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, I'm just insanely professional. You I'm, lied like, to me. On... You can actually be professional. Get out of here. I, dude, it's, <laughs> it's so what, what Evan said when he saw it, he goes, this is funny because it's not Will Abel's The Rock Star. 
that like might get in trouble after the show and i was like that's what it is like that's what i was watching because i'm not as loose as i normally am um and i'm just like doing the job like a professional and so it was just i think that's what was like going in the back of my mind the whole time and it wasn't until evan put his finger on it that i was like oh that's what it is i just thought i could be a little bit crazier but now i watch it and i'm like i'm really glad i didn't do that Mm -hmm. you know like so yeah well, I was going to say, it's so often, dude, that we work with a comic, shoot something with them. They, you know, either maybe they, in your case, like submit something to us to for distribution. And then they kind of start feeling this like uh, something starts creeping up on them. It's like some doubt or some kind of like, uh, I'm so you out made a post about, yeah. yeah, yeah, putting yourself out there. And they start getting super critical and they think that the jokes aren't hitting or the laughs aren't. And I'm like, dude, this is funny. Like, I promise you. And I guess I relate on some levels as far as like when you make something and you finish it and you're like, okay, it's done. And you're looking back on it and you're like, it's terrible. It's so bad. Why did I do this? I hate everything about it. And it's like, Sometimes all it takes is getting a second set of eyes or another perspective to be like, dude, chill out. This is funny. This is really, this is a good, this is a great special, right? Here's what we can do to elevate it. If you, if you have some concerns, let's throw, let's throw some color grading on it. Let's, you know, do this, do that, make it look good, make it feel good. And like, I, you know, I feel like we finally made it to a point now where, I'm stoked about it. It seems like, you know, you're happy with it. Like it ended up coming out really strong. And it's funny because it started from a place where like one of the first conversations we were having. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I always try whenever I start to kind of feel a comic become worried or self doubt or like second guess, I'm like, especially when it's a good when it's actually good and they're just being overcritical yeah. it's like hold on let's take a step back let's let's think about it but this is good with this you know right. we got to do something with this and, um, and to that note i think like what changed in my head is like you know if drew sees it drew will go oh i've seen you do okay like like drew's seen me do long sets like drew's gonna know what i'm talking about but you've never seen me before and so from that perspective that's what we're going for is people have never seen me before yeah. Right? And so, sure. and that's, and that's what sort of changed my head where I was like, yeah, I'm being critical, but I'm also, I know me. And, and also once we started, uh, cause like we only had the one take. So that's one thing I don't know if people are ever going to realize we only had, we shot this in, it was one, one go and, you know, and then see what happens. So once we started editing around some of the, like the little mistakes and I could see it put together and I was like, oh, this just, this just goes this is great that's when it started calming me down a bit more because i could like enjoy watching it you know yeah. but in the the early editing stages you're just like how are we gonna do this yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah when like, people what? are breaking glasses and shit <laughs> oh my god Dude, I know. yeah yeah the beauty of editing my brother it's gonna yeah. make this seem like it never even happened well we had multiple multiple glasses break and, and then also brandon's grandmother uh, her phone went off like first thing yes 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 and there was one other thing that might have happened but i can't quite remember off the top of my head of oh, course the uh, audiences will never know any of this this is only for yeah. the real fans that watch the pop yeah. but uh and this we is did, the director's we cut did. edition right here yeah. yeah 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 well we also made the artistic decision to keep some of the yeah the miss you know because it does 
remind them that this is live and this is what happens, you know? And I, I enjoyed that because that kind of insanity really does kind of embody Will Abel's comedy of just like, let's see what happens tonight. (laughs) And sometimes it works. What like, you know, it's sometimes it works. works Sometimes like the way you riff off of the moment is you get a huge, a, a big boom of laughter or whatever. So it's like worth keeping in. It's worth keeping in, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and it shows the audience, because like the way I handled both those situations, I didn't have like a meltdown, you know? Like, no, no, no. You rolled with the punches like, and had fun. Yeah. And that just Wait keeps the audience calm and in the moment. And, You're yeah. capable of not having a meltdown? Uh, Bro, you don't even know. You haven't seen me in a while. I'm just, I'm just nothing but professional. Nothing but just... Chilling and good vibes, shaking, shaking hands, and not throwing chairs, hands. not melting down, <laughs> digging it. Well, that's another thing is I, because so I, I sort of like wasn't doing open mics and I wasn't doing as much comedy in Nashville as I had been probably prior, and so now that I like just have nothing but time because I don't have like a girlfriend to spend time with, like <laughs> I've just been going to the mics and now I'm like, oh, in the, like the year that I've kind of not been around. There's crazier comics out there than me now, so now, so like now, I actually am a, a a calm comic compared to some of these lunatics we got running around our open mics. Like, it's just like I love it. I'm like I'm home, dude. It's funny. I uh, so I was telling you this, Will, but like we haven't spent a ton of time in Nashville. We haven't shot yeah, right. anything there. Joe Kelly. Um, we talked to him a while ago, and I think that he was like maybe looking to do something like at the end of this year so that could still happen um but like we haven't really been i know that 800 pound is like based out of nashville i believe yeah but they don't do a ton Um, around our scene specifically right i know right there's a a comic that works with them um like he like works for them but that's like his dual life kind of thing sure Uh, and they'll come around zanies i know that much um like if they want to come see like joe list or something i know they have a a connection and they can just go see those guys mm-hmm. and uh i actually i had a i had a meeting with them once about possibly editing for them but that's <laughs> I, I didn't i, I didn't want to i didn't wasn't going into that interview as an editor because i was just learning how to edit and even yeah. now i still barely know how to do it i was asking like <laughs> if you need a pa on set yeah, and then yeah, like yeah. they sit me down they're like hey this is gonna be our new editor and i was like <laughs> what and they're like, yeah, do you, you know how to use Adobe Premiere? I was like, no. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I wanted to like rap chords. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, but yeah, but like they're 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 based here in Nashville. Uh, my interactions with them have always been nothing but positive. Um, Same. Like, they're great. Even with even with the Zoom album, when I was like, maybe I can shop this around, but I, you know, I knew I, I, I couldn't. But they even gave me like a positive feedback to it where they were like, hey, we listened, like, but we're just not going to produce this because it's like, it's a, it's a Zoom album, you know? I mean, it just sounds so insane. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. But <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I won't say, I'm not going to say any names, but uh, like as far as us kind of breaking into the comedy scene, being like the little guy, independent, sort of still trying to find our place at the table, they have been nothing but um, really cool and helpful to us so we nothing but good things to say about 800 pound i think that as far as four by three is concerned they're they're the homies they're always showing love and helping us out so big props to them because there's been um at least one other comedy company that's not been as friendly i won't you know i can't i'm not gonna say anything yeah yeah, i get you you um 
but they have been super cool and put us and like you know they put us on with that sh- exactly for your um uh, Blake. you know yeah with Blake Wexler so you know that was awesome that and, was a lot of fun and they did that in Cincinnati right that was yep that was at Go Bananas that's so funny because I so I, I think again this was before I, I think I even met you but I do remember seeing Blake recording in Cincinnati and I was like what's he doing in Cincinnati? I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I just remember like not really knowing the connection. Like, and I knew, I knew go bananas was a great club. So it wasn't that I just had never seen him perform in Cincinnati. Yeah. Before. It seems that it seemed kind of funny the way that it all came together because yeah, he's a Philly guy. And then, um, you know, Anthony 800 pounder in Nashville. So we were kind of like, what are you guys doing here? But hey, we're happy to work with you, but like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, it did feel it was just kind of funny because yeah i was like we were talking to blake maybe like even after we had shot with him and um i don't know if you guys know cy amonson um i don't know the name but no i don't think he's a stand-up he is the one that like kind of directed that and i think even sort of like um put the pieces together for us to kind of get connected with 800 pound awesome dude um but he was a friend of blake's and of anthony's <clears throat> and kind of and like i think just knew about us maybe like from social media yeah um and recommended that we would be the ones that shoot it um but it was funny we were like so yeah like we're like blake what's your why cincy and i i i don't know um exactly kind of what it was i think the bananas was just like the a good middle ground for both of them it's got and a they great name they about could, it too you know like well, and it's exactly. it's respected yeah, and, in the comedy community. Like you filmed your special, yeah, yeah. Bananas, that's cool. Yeah, and yeah. that's and that's something like going into the you know as this wraps up and I start looking towards what's the next project, start building the next hour or whatever it is. Uh, I would love to do the next whatever in a club. Like I would love to like have that backing and that audience support and all that kind of stuff. Because I I had such a great time with the Five Spot. They were so good to work with, but they're not a traditional comedy club. So we. You know, we had to bring the chairs act. in. The room's not quite set up for it. You know, we worked around it, and it was just like a really cool spot to do it. But uh, so I, I guess like, and maybe some of that mindset for like Blake and everybody, it was like, if you can get a club, mm-hmm. just take it. Like, mm-hmm. like that's why I feel like mine went so right. well. Yeah. Mine went smooth. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like, you know, like yeah, and like selling out on a was it Saturday night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did too. We yeah, did it Friday and Saturday. Yeah, and so like we had four shows for Drews, and really first two were Friday rehearsal, and we just we're, yeah, the you got early... to actually run the set. We right? we filmed the early the early show Saturday, and the guy looks at me, he's like, "We're not gonna film the second one." I was like, yeah. "All right," he's like, "It's not gonna get better than that." I was like, I'm, "And he was right." I'm kidding, man. Yeah, he was right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always a great feeling, and I it's funny in our experience every time that we do two nighters, um. I don't know what it is, dude, but it's always like one of the nights will just absolutely crush. And then the other night, the audience, like it just feels like something. It's off. so strange. Yeah. yeah, something is off. But it's funny because like that's what we say to comics, too. And it feels like most of the time it's that first night kind of, so you know, how like you were saying, Drew, where it's like we'll shoot a Friday, Saturday. The Friday night will just crush. We'll tell the comic, dude, we got it. Don't worry. Saturday night is insurance. And then the Saturday night, like the audience will 
heckle or there'll be shit will be falling off the tables. It's like or you hear some weird fan. You're like, where did that come from? That wasn't here last night. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I always wonder if it's like some because I've always been back and forth. I've never been able to figure out what's better a Friday night or a Saturday night. Like because when we did we did a club recently and I feel like a Saturday early show is just but we had a good I feel like that's the good... best the club's gonna give you. Yeah, but our, our late show Friday was good, which was weird. That's crazy. But I think it's like show Fridays you know, usually are terrible. That's why a lot of yeah, top right. Like Steve Martin says, if anyone asks him why'd you quit traveling stand up, he's like late show Fridays. Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh, I've never heard that. That's so funny. He um, hated doing the late show at Club. Huh? I don't I don't know. I just I always think Saturday might it it's dictated by how heavily the town is drinking during the yeah. <laughs> and that's why late show saturday is always weird in wilmington because people have been drunk the whole day i mean yeah. dude i like don't remember your second show because <laughs> <laughs> you started hanging out with the bros those bros got no i was hanging out i was hanging out with i was hanging out with laura <laughs> I was oh, yeah, laura and your well, she's a bro <laughs> and, and he just we like we're like all right like Drew's gonna kill this special night and then I'm sitting there like I'm already ready to go like I think I don't have to change or anything like I'm ready for the night so I'm just sitting there like well I guess I'm just sitting at the bar today while Drew goes preps mentally preps and stuff and so like I went into the first show fine had a great set you know like got you where you needed to go like did the job and I remember having good set the second show <laughs> but, I, but I don't remember much else about it because it was just a full day of drinking in Wilmington yeah. Yeah, full weekend of drinking because we did it that Friday. That Friday we stayed out I, doing all kinds of stuff. I like. I threw up on the walk back to the hotel. It's just that oh, time. Man. It's just that time. That was me. That was me this Friday, bro. Nice. Yeah, went to a little show in town. We had the the weekend off from shoot, so I just went to a buddy's mic. And dude, it always you always. I love hearing that. I love hearing that that yeah. you had the weekend off of shoots and you still went to a show. Dude, I mean, no, I love a, it. Like, I love comedy. it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. It's like <laughs> I really had no. I never would have thought I'd be working in comedy, but now that I am, I really don't see myself. I'm like, I love this shit. As far as like a fan goes, dude, I feel like I'm as much of a fan as somebody could be. That's yeah. awesome. With, I don't have, and I know, I know my lane. I don't ever want to go up there and do it myself, really. But I love going to the shows. I love being friends with comics. I you love do the important parts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the important. But, that's like that's the best thing is you parlayed your fandom into doing the stuff we suck at doing so bad. So, yeah. Hats off yeah, to you, man. Like we, we, the comedy world now. doesn't revolve without you, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, appreciate that. Appreciate that. And right. I do what want do you to mean, pick... dude. It doesn't off a deep without you guys. <laughs> we would just be talking into a corner somewhere. Like I don't like <laughs> without marketing and people to get our stuff out there. We'd be just right, doing right. open mics for forever. But I do want to pick your brain because I do feel like the whole landscape of this stuff is changing. So like I do want to touch on yeah. what do you think the right now is? And what do you think the future is? Because like right now, I feel like it's the putting it out on Good YouTube, question. getting the world to see, chopping it up. We talk yeah. about it, chopping it up, doing the clips. But I even, me and Will have been talking about this this whole season is 
Yeah, yeah. We don't. It's been a heavy theme. I think the clips are going away. Like, I'm not getting nearly the numbers I was getting on the clip. Like, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. like, TikTok is up and down. Like, I don't know if TikTok, like, I've heard that from a few comics say they're not Dude. getting the numbers they were getting on TikTok. So, I mean, I'm just wondering if so, that's over and where do we go from there? Yeah. Well, TikTok, because it's, it's, I'm glad you asked me that. TikTok is kind of, um, not really going love the stand-up clips anymore. We're seeing the same thing, but for whatever reason, I think it's like if specifically if you use like the hashtag stand-up comedy or stand-up on TikTok, the algorithm isn't um, pushing it like it once was. I think because there's um, Chase, my boss was breaking it down to me, um, boss slash partner, boss slash partner, and um, he's saying that. <laughs> um but yeah dude tiktok is like i think it just became so saturated where like because clips were so hot and every and everybody was posting them that the app kind of just started deeming it like um undesirable content i think is like the in quotations thing that they used for it so don't use those hashtags Right. Don't use those hashtags. And a lot of people are trying to do clips that are a minute or less. They want those quick hitters. Mm -hmm. But um, and okay, I will say this is just like anecdotal stuff. But we have um, we're friends with the guy that shoots all of Matt Rife's clips. Okay, so he you know, obviously that dude is like doing insane numbers and he's kind of on top of the clip world. But he was saying that their thing they've been up to now is they're posting clips longer than a minute, like five okay. minutes, 10 minutes, six, so seven minutes um, on TikTok. Can you do that? Yeah, like TikTok? four, exactly, full sequences on uh, on TikTok. Um, and that's kind of what's been performing well. So we've okay. been dabbling with that. I also think that Matt Rife is just He can do like anything. Whatever he puts out, people are going to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you right. get followers, so, it's like it doesn't matter. Like your bomb is that's not the a rest be- of it. Yeah. Like we're trying to wait, we're trying to find that algorithm wave because we have to. Like once you get that name yeah. about you, I can start reading books and people will be like, "Well, I'll give it a shot." You know, like once yeah, you have yeah, your yeah. fans, I feel like that's crazy. when you have that true freedom to do what you want. But like right now, we're trying to find that algorithm to get the fans in the first place. Totally, and I think um, to kind of really answer your question, I. You know, I'm going to obviously biased because like we're building this platform for comedy. But I think we will always support and be on the team of the comic um, that is self-releasing, that is put, doing their thing. Like, dude, we're, we're independent. We love when other people go the independent route. We get it. We think it's awesome. But I do think that there is some value. One thing me and Chase have been talking about recently is like, you know, sometimes when you put something out yourself and you, I don't know like what, how your special did, for example, but like YouTube will favor that new channel, um, hour long thing. If, especially if it's like unmonetized, they'll dude, they'll pump your shit. We've seen specials. Like somebody puts out their first thing, self-releases, it gets 20 K 30 K 40 K whatever. Um, but then sometimes they put out that second thing and it doesn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of that is just because YouTube is going to be favorable to like um, a new channel. They want you to stay on the app and stay posting. So they're going to 
push your shit out to a lot of people. And then sometimes um, once you start putting out that third, fourth, fifth, sixth thing, it's like you're not seeing that same love from the algorithm. And I yeah. think that the, the unique benefit of like what we're building and what we're doing is, you know, we're we're I think we just hit thir- maybe like twelve and a half or thirteen thousand. Dude, YouTube is hard. So YouTube hard. is hard. To I'm still YouTube, battling my first thousand. Yeah. I'm at 900. I just hit 900. I'm at 904. Yeah, dude, I've been doing tough. this thing we've for been, years. <laughs> yeah, we've been. I've tried a, different a shows. Everything. Yeah, uh, every week for over a year, and I mean, you know, we don't even have 20k, which is like it, the point is, it's just tough to build, man. I mean, we're spamming YouTube, going hard, making stuff, putting it out, and like it's a tough platform to grow on. It's the hardest by far. Instagram. I feel like it's the most rewarding um, though. Like, yeah. It like is. You can be a, a flash in the pan on Instagram. Like, cause I, I, yeah. I, I have been very fortunate and I've had the video take off on TikTok. I've had the video take off on Instagram. Uh, you know, my special, I'm very lucky. It hit 34 K. Like you said, you know, people. Dude, awesome. And that's incredible. <clears throat> but now I'm trying to find that sustainability. Like yeah, when I, I won't, yeah. I don't, I'd rather, I'd sacrifice the one video hitting a hundred K for yeah. consistently getting five K eyes on every, every project day. you're doing, you know? Yeah. I, like, yeah, dude. I, yeah. I've been trying to hit short. Like I've been trying to like do the job I should have been doing the entire time. But again, now I'm in the headspace to actually do it. And certain voices are not in my ears anymore, but uh, you guys have voices in your heads, right? <laughs> yeah, but um i just had to laugh the other day because i've been like trying to post a short every day for a month just to see what happens right yeah and i have you know i have seen like you basically get like a subscriber per post essentially yeah. right yeah. um but then the only one that's hit 10k or even broke 3k for that matter was like a meme that i built and i was like god damn it because <laughs> the rest of it's just been my content or like me saying something and then i just put together like i just i i you know i was watching like instagram reels i think and i just thought it was so funny when i saw like jack black doing the when he was playing the um the, the toy saxophone on jimmy fallon mm. and i don't know why that just cracked me up so i just made a joke about imposter syndrome and had that little thing yes, on it i remember this yeah it was funny yeah. blew up on youtube for 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 my for in my in my intense and i was like I'm not going to become a meme comic, like, <laughs> right. but like, if it's going to draw people to me, I guess I will. You know, you got to put your hand in everything nowadays, man. Like, it's ridiculous. Oh my gosh! And I will say they are pretty fun to make because like, it's just clever. And I'm like, oh, I get why people do this. Like, it's a different muscle. It's not, you know, that's that's the route I'm going. Is I'm going to make the content. You know, I'm good. It's going to have mixed reviews. It's going to, you know, some things are going to do well some are not so i'm just trying to have if i did i have fun making the content then that's all that matters yeah mm-hmm. i just I, I it'll never not be like if i'm working on a video and it takes too long but i'm still in like i'm like oh this is gonna be fun i know it's gonna flop like you <laughs> feel it so i'm like i just spent 40 minutes of my day on this uh and and, and you know and it took five years to get yeah. this joke to even be here in the first place yeah. you know yeah, yeah. and then i'd like if i'm enjoying it i'm like this is going to flop and then i post it and it's just like one like from drew harrison and i'm like hell yeah baby <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Dude, it's just so, one i'm taking uh, that like back i'm sorry i'm like i can't be the only one out here i can't he, they can't see this yeah. 
<laughs> well, I've recently followed you now, Will, from the personal Instagram. So, dude, I got you. you. Go. I'll be, you I'll, I'll throw some. Yeah. You'll be my second like. Yeah. You be my second. <laughs> yeah. Garrett, where do you think this is headed? Do you think it's just going to continue being? Are we still? You think get blessed with the big names? produce putting their because i mean right now it's fantastic you know you can go on youtube you can watch a joe list special you can watch a sam morrell special yeah like do you think it's mm-hmm. going to continue like is youtube the platform because i mean is is it is gone are the days of unless your name's chris rock or bill burr gone well, are the days of making big money on specials from netflix or amazon mm-hmm. or anything like that so like is, is youtube the the future or, or is something weird going to take off I well, think making it interesting. It, like, is the strike affecting you guys at all? No, not really, because yeah, um, yeah. we're not. If anything, we're more not writers union. are putting out YouTube stuff. So. Yeah, well, yeah, dude. So, yes, I do think that YouTube right now is kind of the wave, and I think that it's you're only going to see more independent um, avenues for comics to put their stuff out, whether that's. An independent platform like us or whether that's self-releasing or whether that and i think that in general for all content i think like user user generated stuff which is what like look how many users tiktok has dude and that is what that whole platform is it's not a lot of it's not corporate curated you don't have like a marketing team drafting up the most popular accounts on there it's like people like watching other funny people that they're entertained by and that's what they want to follow and that's what they want to like i don't know about you dude i barely watch netflix anymore i've watched oh YouTube. yeah same same yeah i watch like pretty much mostly youtube i know that there's like still some good if there's like a really good show on a streaming service i'll watch it but like for the most part i just like watching either content creators or like people that i resonate with i think they make good stuff and I know that once a week or whatever the their schedule is, they're going to be putting a video out and I'm going to be excited about it. You know what I mean? I feel like that's kind of the the direction things are going to continue to continue to trend. Um, but, you know, at the same time, Netflix and these big platforms have so much money and they're such a big beast. I don't think that they're going to be going away. I think you'll always see the the hottest thing at, at the time getting so i think like matt rife is might be doing netflix i think like shane gillis just did netflix i think these people that are like on this you know star like just exploding in popularity yeah. netflix is going to have the money to always entice those people right but for the for the comic that's on the come up or the comic that wants to continue to build their brand or the comic that just wants to get exposure, their best option is always going to be on YouTube because YouTube has, you know, over, it has more users than any of those streaming platforms do. So if Netflix isn't knocking on your door, then yeah, you need to be finding a way to get it out yourself or to work with a company like us, you know, uh, to get it out there. It's like, uh, but dude, so I'm kind of glad you asked me this question because do I think it's always going to be YouTube or do I think something else will come up? I, um, we are still very much in the bare bones planning, discussing of it, but, uh, dude, 
don't be surprised in a couple of years when um, there may or may not be an app or website or something purely devoted to comedians and stand-up comedy. That's fantastic. So I'm just saying that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. talking about it now. Hey, don't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, whenever there's a platform that is like, because comedy's not going away. Dude, the world, yeah. respectfully, is a scary, a sad shitty, place. sad place. And what do people want to do right now? They just want to laugh, man. Like, yeah, like people are getting bombarded with shit about war in Ukraine, global warming, like all this negativity all the fucking time. And it's like yeah. the saving grace of that is what you guys are doing, man. It's like people just want to for an hour a day or on a Friday night or sitting in their living room watching YouTube. They just want to like laugh and enjoy themselves because shit is always just down 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 the economy's bad biden's letting a million i don't you know what i mean Jobs one thing or another yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fucking bad every day every time you open social media the world is going deeper into the shitter so it's like oh my god can i just fucking we know laugh more about, about it because we have so much more access to the information like before yeah. you're like it's probably always been this bad it's just now we know, we know like it. oh it's bad in every single part of everything everywhere yeah, yeah. yeah. totally yeah. and i think that yeah, wow. you know new 24 hours news cycles make more money on making people scared and shit than they oh, do yeah, yeah. saying the world's good so yeah. they definitely and twitter has more engagement when people are angry and pissed off and fighting yeah. so it's like yeah. makes yeah. sense that that's what we're seeing so much of now but also i think be from all that like bad sad negativity it's kind of also may i like i would say comedy's going through a renaissance right now i don't know maybe would you would you guys agree being being a part of it watching it being so close to it um i wouldn't know well, if it, I, I don't know like, if it's a good renaissance though. that's what i'm worried yeah, about yeah yeah I, yeah I think it's a, a flooding of sorts and i do feel like mm. we need to sort some things out like because a lot of yeah. people came on board during covid a lot of people had the time and they're like i'm gonna do stand-up comedy and we've had some really funny people come out of that and we've also had yeah. some brutal open mics to watch come out of that so. <laughs> I, I think what's changed is the uh you know when when i started and drew's probably in the same boat there was older guys just telling you very early on blake blake as well like it was like guys telling blake and i like this is a marathon this is not a sprint. So do not ask for too much too soon, but take any opportunity that you can get. But remember, like you're going to be so much better on year 10 than you're ever going to be in year three, you know? And I feel like that mentality, it's still locked in with a lot of people that started around that time. And we're seeing those people now blow up a little bit and it shows, but I think there's a lot of like, because of the, potential overnight fame on youtube or whatever it is there's a lot there's a lack of patience in a lot of comics these days so they yeah. just kind of rush together a 20 minute set when they don't really even have eight to be completely yeah. honest i don't know how um, i don't know how you yeah. feel about this will but i don't and this could be the same thing you just said about the way of the world and we just have more access to it like i feel like now more than ever there's so many voices out there like people, every time I go to a show, I hear 
three comics telling the baby comic like you need to do this you need to do that you need to do that. Like, oh yeah absolutely. i feel like there's so many more opinion like when i first started out there was like three comics in the scene you listen to and everyone else yeah. you're like yeah, yeah yeah whatever you can miss me with that i if they didn't tell me i'm not i don't care but now i was in a green yeah. room at a show the other day and this one one comic had a question and like every single comic that had over two years experience had something to say yeah. and it was all different it's two years and it's none like, of it God. really made sense and i was just like y'all are met like now more than ever if you were a baby comic please 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 take what advice you're getting out there uh with a grain of salt like who's giving it because well, it makes sense to be subjective right it was like yeah it was like it works for you or it might not work for you that's that's how i try and approach it when anyone asks me advice is i always say like look here's what i wish someone had told me when i was younger here's what i've learned on my own but again that worked for me it might not work for you yeah, you know yeah. like this is what i like to do in comedy this is how i like to navigate it but again yeah. this is just my opinion like yeah. you know like there's yeah. no one really gonna sit down and go here's the perfect path like that's like what we were talking about um when gary goldman was doing the tweets when he was doing the like do you remember that a couple years ago when gary goldman was doing like like yeah. comedy tweets of like how to get into comedy and all this stuff yeah. and three out of four would be like perfect like exactly yeah. this is like what a young comic needs to hear and then the fourth one would always be like well that's very specifically gary yeah, yeah, yeah. but no you know uh, but like, Garrett, like, i do yeah. agree with you out of this we are getting some quality for sure like i feel like so there's comics that are just killing it right now like anytime something comes out of their mouth i'm dead set on hearing what they got to say so yeah, I do feel well, like, I feel yes, like... we do have a lot of quantity right now, but the quality is the best it's ever been. Still going to the top. Opinion. Yeah. Well, and I think that you're seeing more, dude, like there's more just like, and you know, this is a good and a bad thing, right, too, but there's more casual comedy fans now because yeah. of podcasts, because of because of YouTube, because of... So many different Joe avenues Rogan, now. Whatever. Like I love, yeah. You, like you can be people... a comedian and not necessarily like be a traditional stand-up. Like you have a very successful podcast, you have a very successful sketch mm -hmm. group, and I love that. I love that there's way more avenues than just tradition. Because there's so many people I knew coming up that were very funny, not stand-up funny, but they had they like mm. their sketches were brilliant. Or I would love to watch a talk show with them as the host. You know, like I love that there there's more opportunities now than ever to find what fits you and mm -hmm. get that out to the public mm -hmm. and make money from this shit, dude, because that's yeah. the hardest thing to do. Right. Oh, my God. Dude, we got we, me and Brandon got paid the other day. and We were like, what? It's not even cover gas. Like, <laughs> like, we were like, what is happening? Dude, it's sad because it's like I feel like comedy is one of the financially one of the toughest fucking arts to make a living from dude you know oh, what i yeah. mean i'm sure that and like music maybe but like just yeah i mean yeah, yeah. I, I every the one thing we hear from everywhere we go all the comics we talk to is like it's tough brother yeah. it's tough to make money doing this yeah. stuff but and even the guys that are successful that i consider very successful they're also they have to do the road every single weekend i mean that was a very interesting thing to watch on instagram and twitter during the very beginning of uh covid was just like i don't know you remember when uh when norm mcdonald passed away do you, uh 
around that time, a lot of comics were sharing stories with him. And I think it was Joe List actually like shared shared a DM with uh with uh Norm McDonald that was like uh he was like, Yeah, man, like I've already lost like seven grand on shows being canceled. And I forget Norm's response. It was it was classic Norm where he was like, Who would pay you seven grand for anything? Like, like <laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah. But I remember like that's but I saw that the number, I was like wow, that's, that's a grind. That's still, I'm like, he's at this level and that is still a grind. Yeah, man. Yeah. But I enjoy the grind. I enjoy being on the road. I enjoy running around. So like, if it means I get to do that, I'll, I'll do it, you know? Yeah, I think um, even, so we've worked with a few bigger comics just as like on a production level, not putting their stuff out, but shooting stuff for them. And, and um, you know, we're close, like we talk with managers, we talk with, um torrent like touring managers comic managers and i think like it's just so crazy you can be a massive name dude and still just be like your city the cities you go to are so hit and miss like we you know we um know a pretty big comic i would say worked with him um and it's like you know you might make a killing in cincinnati and then two nights before and in louisville or wherever whatever your tour is taking you you don't make shit and it's like oh my god it's like this dude's huge and he's a door versus like what you negotiate beforehand i mean there's so many other moving parts behind like i'm just starting to learn that as like some of my friends get some of those deals and it's like oh how'd you get this one off and he's like oh it's a gamble it's like you know i could make a bunch of money like exactly what you're saying is i could make a bunch or i could lose money you know and it's just and it's like the idea of the comic losing money on the show is yeah, so yeah, yeah. fascinating because there yeah. wouldn't be anyone there otherwise. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just like crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Then sometimes um people just fucking print money too. So it's like yeah. such a strange dynamic of like where everybody kind of falls and lands um as far as like how they're able to get, you know, make a living doing it. And uh yeah. like what I when I saw Matt it. Rife's house when he when he did his like his, that thing with Ashton Kutcher where he was like releasing his you know special or he was making the announcement and everyone's in a whole thing about it. When I saw his house, I was like, I don't think I did comedy right. Exactly. <laughs> I, that guy. Yeah. When I say print, people are printing money. That's yeah, printing talking money about. Right that's a, yeah. He I mean, on the calendar, he's already sold out. Zany's like six months from now. The world, Dude, like it's, he sold it's out his world we, tour. In three days, we know his boy that uh, is his clip guy, and I mean, he's got some stories. But dude, it's like that motherfucker is printing money, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. get it while you get it. You never know when it. Because that sure. was the that's thing what, I have to keep I telling myself is like defining success. Like I could be Matt Rife's level tomorrow, but like, who sustains that? Everyone has yeah. their yeah, time. No one stays yeah, yeah. that high, you know, like everyone that's Forever. been the top. I mean, you, like now at, people that were the top when we started, you've mentioned their name. And you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. <laughs> you know, like no oh, one's. Yeah. I was stayed. watching TV the other day and I was like, oh, wait, I booked that person before, you know, just like things like that. You're just like, oh, God, yeah. But wow, I really right. have tried to totally. tried to, you know, temper my level of what i found i think is success if i'm having fun doing this and i'm able to continue doing this and it's not causing me grief or struggle in my life like it can (laughs) i've seen comedy ruin people's lives 
Yeah. Then I count that if I got a little bit of a buzz about me, you know, people know people are starting to know who I am, you know, like, so I'll, I'll take that yeah. as, a, as, 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 as making it, you know, so to speak, I would love the bank account to reflect that, but you know, it doesn't always. Yeah, absolutely. For me, a lot of them with this special with like my head turning towards like a positive from a negative. Um, I think one thing that clicked in my brain too, was with the special was like, I've been seeing a lot of people that, I started out with, or I gave opportunities too early on, and now they're kind of passing me, or they're doing things that I've like never been able to do. And before you'd be like, oh, why can't I do that? Why can't I do that? And then now my mentality is like, well, if they could do it. I could yeah. definitely do it. Yeah. I just need to get the special out and start putting myself out there more, you know? And because that is a lot of it is like just getting yourself getting out, out there, there and just getting people to know that you're there. Yeah. So this is, so that's where my mentality has been yeah. is like, get it out. Let's see what happens next. Let's... Go to El Salvador for three weeks. <laughs> find a wife. Come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do uh, have to ask we... you, uh, what what is your absolute favorite time? Like, if you're sitting down to watch a comedy special, like, are you hoping it's 20 minutes, a half hour, full hour? Like, what's your sweet spot of a special to you? I'll tell you, I, I say this to comics all the time, because I do get questions like this. I don't care the, how long it is. I just need it to look good and be funny. And I'll sit there for, for I mean, I don't want to sit there for an hour and a half or two right, hours right, right, necessarily. Right, right. But um, I mean, the difference to me between an hour and 30 minutes isn't even noticeable if I'm really enjoying the special. If I, th I think two of the biggest factors at least we're noticing with specials is like if they look pretty well shot and like, you know what I mean? It could be a two cam. It could be a six cam. It doesn't matter if they kind of look good. If the backdrop looks nice and if the jokes are good and funny, like that is really the, that's what matters. I mean, we've seen specials that were 30 minutes do really well. We've seen specials that are an hour and some change do really well. So it kind of just, burns down to like was this well shot in like a decent looking play because people don't even when it's really funny sometimes you might lose people not always i mean we've had special that were submitted to us that don't really look like that well shot but they're the jokes are good and um yeah, yeah i mean people want to watch it so that isn't always the deal breaker but it definitely some of our best performers look great. The can it's just like the special itself looks really nice. The total you know package I mean? keeps you entertained, that, looks well. Wow, like it's stuff. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. People want to want to sit there and watch something if it looks good. You know, it's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that yeah. barrier. Think about it this way. It's like that is probably the first step you have to get over. And all the important stuff is really like, are the jokes good? Is the timing, punchlines, all that stuff. But getting people over that first hump is important. Getting people over that first hurdle of like, does it pass the eye test? You know what I mean? Is yeah, it yeah. look halfway decent? Are they going to watch past the first five minutes? Yeah. yeah. Right. Cause it's exactly. like, there are certain things. Yeah. 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 I get that. Thumbnails too, which Will's thumbnail looks fucking awesome. Yeah, Your boy, you got the best, Tice in the best in the biz. You know, that's awesome. Jeff Tice, baby. Yeah. And yep. God, God Everyone not... wants a Jeff Tice yes. original. No. Uh huh? I said everyone wants a Jeff Tice original, so that's awesome. 
And the funny thing is, and if you've listened to the podcast, you know how this came about, but it was, we had Jeff on the podcast to talk about having a career in graphic design and a career in, and we talk about the Denver comedy scene, talk about his upcoming headlining set and all that kind of stuff. And then we just, I just casually mentioned like, yeah, I actually tried to hire you like three years ago, but it just, it's been sitting in your like other inbox on Facebook for like three years. And then he like literally answered me while we were doing we'll, this and then we we'll, was working on this ever we'll since. We'll bullied yeah. him into getting this work done. Is what I bullied said. him. Yeah, only six foot three Jeff types. <laughs> worth it, worth it. He did yeah. a good job. Yeah, right. All right, fellas. Yeah, he's great. And he's, we got to wrap it up. I want to keep talking forever, yeah. but here it is. Where's where can we where where's it at? Where, where are we uh, where are we tuning in on Thursday to check this bad boy out? This Thursday, the Pride of Hagerstown by considered. Quite possibly the most talented individual to come out of Hagerstown, Maryland. There's also you're, so many. You hear that, Hagerstown? It is like it's such an insult to so many athletes that are just like incredible. Like they're all pro. Like it's so funny, but it doesn't matter. Uh, this Thursday Coming for you, September 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central on Four by Threes YouTube. We can watch the Pride of Hagerstown, the debut special. <laughs> From Will Abels. Can't wait, man. I know what I'm gonna be doing. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it. Uh I just don't the, the, the thing I will I don't I'm gonna go on a ramble. Like I just don't know what to do. I'm like, am I just gonna sit here and watch by myself? Yeah, no, I, I, hear, I watched it at midnight when mine dropped, so I hear you. Yeah, and I was like, I'm I don't sorry. know what I'm gonna do, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I'm proud to, of like, you, man. Answer everybody. Yeah, yeah on top of the I'm, comments. I'm, yeah. I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm happy for you, Garrett. Thank you so much for coming on, helping us peek behind the curtain, see the process, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, where can people good find uh, Four by Three and all of the stuff you guys are putting out? Yeah, so check us out on Instagram at Four by Three Comedy. Um, you'll see us announce Will's special this week. We'll be dropping um, some clips and cross posting with him. Um, you know, all week, and once that special's out. Um, and then find us on YouTube. You can literally search four by three comedy or at four X three. Um, that's where you can watch all of our specials and make sure to, of course, of course, of course, check out Will's special this Thursday at 7 PM Eastern. Like you said, see, look at this. Will. this is genius, man. We bring on guests that promote you. Like that's a good look at you. I see. I don't know why we do this every single time. I don't know why don't. It should always. It should, this always should be like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, Garrett, we appreciate you so much, man. And and on a whole nother level, just appreciate all the work you guys are doing at Four by Three, getting Absolutely. independent comedy out there to the to the masses. So truly doing the Lord's work. So I appreciate you, um, dude. Thank y'all. Yeah, and can't, uh, can't th- do it without you guys. It's been fun. Thanks, Thank Garrett. You, man. Uh, check out all that good Project Nerd content. Uh, this is it for us for season three. So stay tuned for when we drop season four, all that good stuff. But check out all their great content in the meantime. And season four uh, is just about me, Drew. Just about me. You're not even going to be on. Thank God this season. I only get to Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys next time. Project, you didn't make that.